Thanks for listening to the Cascade Vineyard Church podcast. To learn more about our community or the vineyard movement as a whole, feel free to visit our website, cascadevineyard.org. There you'll also find additional teachings, information on our various ministries, and other resources for further developing your faith. We'd love to have you join us for worship. Enjoy this message. I was thinking last night, if it was left to me to live stream service, uh, we'd be in a world of hurt. But they put it together for us, and so we're here. Um, you know, just again, I want to remind you to, uh, I'll, keep, I'll keep you up to date over the next few weeks. We don't know how long it's going to be like this. Uh, I, I will send an email out weekly, and you can also check our Instagram and Facebook feeds for updates regularly. Um, you know, I wanted to try to maintain some uh, consistency and some normalcy. So what we're going to do this morning is I'm just going to continue in our, our study in the Gospel of Luke. So why don't we pray real quick, and then we'll, we'll go ahead and dive in. So, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you that you've given us an opportunity to express our faith, to worship you, uh, maybe in ways that are, are different and unique to us. And I pray that it would be fresh. It wouldn't be uh, the same old, same old, but that we would really have the opportunity to draw near to you uh, during this time. I do pray that you would enlighten your word this morning, uh, open it up that our hearts might receive and grow in you. In your name we pray, amen. So there is, uh, I'm gonna start this morning with, with uh, this old Native American proverb, and, and I heard it from Wimber, but I know that Bill Bright also used it, and I think it's been circulated around a lot. And the reason I'm sure that it's been used so many different times is that it's effective. It really has a message. And so I'm going to share that with you this morning. Uh, this man uh, in, in this uh, native tribe went to see the wise men, and he said it, that he was struggling with uh, doing the right thing. And he put it this way. He said, it's like there's a white dog and a black dog inside of me, and they're fighting constantly. And the white dog wants to lead me in the right path, and the black dog is evil, and he just wants to lead me astray. And the wise man looked at him, and he said, which one's going to win? And the man thought about it for a minute, and then he said, the one I feed will win. That's one way for us to characterize, I think, the internal struggle that we all go through. Uh, instead of a, a white dog and a black dog, Luke uses the more... Uh, common uh, symbols of light and darkness. Uh, and it's, it's a theme that is consistent throughout Scripture, but it's really one that Luke revisits often. There's several other places that Luke talks about light and darkness. Back in chapter 1, he says this. Um, if I can find it. Uh, because of the tender mercy of our God, which by, the, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven and shine on those living in darkness... And then in Acts, he says again, I'm sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by me in faith. Uh, when we uh, first get into this passage, it, it, it seems to be a little bit of a left turn from where we left off last time. But really, it's, it's, a, it's a continuation. Jesus is still talking to those around him about the, the, the uh, need to repent from the 
they were seeking, if you remember, a sign. And it, it was like uh, healing and deliverance weren't enough for them. They wanted a sign from heaven. And, and so Jesus is continuing that thought here by saying, hey, look, it's really not about a sign or what's out there. It's really about what's inside of you. Uh, there's a couple things I think we need to uh, look at to make sense of this passage. Uh, first of all, and this is so weird to me, but the ancient Greeks and Romans really thought that light emanated out from our eye, like uh, like Arnold in The Terminator or something. You know, but uh, uh, it seems like it wouldn't be too hard to figure that out because if you turn the lights off, you can't see. We know today, of course, that uh, light doesn't emanate from our eye, that, it, that it, it goes into our eye and is reflected back out. But that's what the ancient Greeks and Romans thought, and that's why this verse says the eye is the lamp of the body. The belief is that the light inside of us would come out. The question Jesus is posing is really this. Is your eye, your lamp, light or dark? Is it healthy or is it sick? If it's sick, that would be indicated by characteristics in our life that would not be consistent with following after Jesus. Things like greed and selfish, uh, selfishness, covetousness. Covetousness? Is that how you say that word? Uh, that's a weird word. Covetousness. I'm, <laughs> my peanut gallery is out here helping me. <laughs> it's so fun. I'm preaching to five people. It's great. Uh, rebellion, things like that. If your light, if, if your light is healthy... If things inside are right, then that would, that would be characterized by uh, things like generosity and s sincerity, sacrifice, honesty, things that are consistent with a, a lifestyle of following after Jesus. And all of that is connected to where you are, your position in the kingdom of God. Have you embraced God's will and purpose? Have you, have you made a decision to walk out a kingdom life, or are you, are you still given over to the directives that are laid out for us by Beelzebub? If we want to bring this home a little bit and, and really put application to our own lives, I, I think there's a tendency when we think of people sometimes uh, living in darkness, following after Satan, uh, we, feel of, we, we think about really bad people. We think about Hitler and Jeffrey Dahmer and bin Laden and people like that. But we have to understand that Jesus sees this a little bit differently. To Jesus, it's anyone who is moving in a direction that's not consistent and not following him and not guided by him. And here's the thing. There, there are degrees of that. You can be a born-again, spirit-filled, washed-in-the-blood, tongue-speaking believer, and you can still have those little pockets of darkness in your life, little areas that you've kept hidden from God uh, and haven't submitted to him. That's why Luke says, see to it then, that the light in you is not darkness. Are we willing to respond to that light and are, and are we willing to, to uh, do the hard work, and it really is hard work of self-reflection and, and redirect our lives, feed the white dog? It sounds basic and it's routine and it, it almost sounds religious, you know, you know, if you think about it, but the, the truth is that change in our lives doesn't happen overnight positive kingdom change comes about as we commit ourselves to the habit, uh, the kind of habits that feed the white dog, to doing the things that will move us in a direction towards the purpose God has for our lives. And at the same time, we have to starve the black dog. Uh, don't throw him a bone every now and then. 
Sometimes I think we, we kind of think that way. We think, oh, I've been so good. I've, I've, I've really been doing things right and, and following God for a while. I've been on my best behavior. So I'll just take this one little diversion over here. Uh, and what we do is we keep the black dog alive. I think one of the most freeing things you'll ever do in your life is starve that sucker out. Kill him, crush him, light him on fire, stomp on the ashes. That's hard for me to say that because we have two little black dogs at home and I love them so much. Kill the black dog. Uh, one thing about this passage I think that we need to keep in mind and maybe the, the most important thing about it is that it's presented to us as a choice. Nothing is a done deal. It doesn't matter how far off path you've gotten, it's not too late to redirect and come back on. It, maybe you need to make just a little adjustment or maybe, maybe you've gone completely sideways, but you can still uh, come back God gives you the opportunity to respond to him time and time again. Therefore, if your whole body is full of light, no part of it dark, it'll be as full of light as when a lamp shines on you. So uh, this morning, I, I, I want to just leave you with that and, and close in prayer. Uh, we, we, we obviously don't have a ministry team here and you can't uh, come up for prayer, but two things uh, in regard to, pray to prayer today that I, that I want to leave you with. One is if you need prayer, uh, man, pick up the phone or, or, or do whatever you need to do to get a, a family member or a friend or somebody to pray with you, even pray over the phone. I, I used to feel weird about that. If somebody would call and say, you know, can I pray for you or, or can you pray for me or whatever? And I'm like, okay. And it just seems so weird, but it's really not. Prayer is the same whether it's over the phone or in person. Um, so even if it feels a little impersonal, do that. The other thing I really want to encourage you in today is this. Maybe just take a minute and be quiet and reflect and, and see if the Lord doesn't lay somebody on your heart. Uh, and, and just lift that person up in prayer today. When we're separated like this, there are little things we can do to keep together, stay connected. And one of them would be just to, just to uh, keep, keep our friends and our family members and our, our uh, brothers and sisters in Christ in prayer. So take a minute this morning and maybe just uh, be quiet before God and see if he doesn't impress you uh, impress upon your heart somebody that, that you want to lift up in prayer today. And I would encourage you this. If you are praying for somebody today like that, if God does speak somebody uh, to you, go ahead and give them a call and just say, hey, uh, I've been praying for you today. I do that very often, and it really, really means a lot to people. <laughs> I'm getting 75,000 texts. <laughs> um, so why don't we close in prayer? Uh, and uh, thanks for being with us this morning. Like I said, I don't know how long we'll be doing this, but for a while at least, uh, we'll, be, we'll be meeting with you uh, via whatever this is, stream, stream. All right, thanks Jesus for today, for time to be together, uh, even if we're not physically together, to be together in heart and in spirit and in life. Uh, bless our fr friends and family today. Just be with them, walk with them, Lord, touch them. Uh, be with those that might be sick today, whether it's just a cough or cold or flu or whatever, and uh, just cause your healing presence to come upon them. Pray too, Lord. I, I just want to ask for your peace this morning, peace of God that uh, you've told us is greater than our ability to understand it. And when there's things uh, happening in our lives and around us that we don't understand, we can still call out and ask your peace to fill us uh, and walk with us and be with us in the midst of those times. In your name we pray. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to sow into what God is doing through Cascade Vineyard, we always welcome your prayers for our church body, our communities, and our leadership. If you'd like to contribute financially, please visit cascadevineyard.org give.